Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. I'm excited today. We have Jamie Wagner and John Shirky from the Eyes Up Mindset. They have the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I was introduced to them uh, by someone that actually we just also had on the show, Holly Hoffman. And uh, so I'm looking forward to her uh, episode as well. But Jamie and John, just two incredible men. I have a lot of things in common with these two played some college football, just like they did. Uh, we're in a similar performance coaching space. They have the podcast. I had the opportunity to be on their guest. You can find out more about John and Jamie and eyes up mindset performance coaching at eyesupmindset.com. As always, if you haven't had the opportunity to yet, please take some time to go to iTunes and give me a five-star rating and written review to help me to get this message out to more people. You can check out more about what I'm up to as well at natebailey.org. So please go check that out as well. But without further ado, let's get you to this episode. Incredible fun conversation with John Shirky and Jamie Wagner of Eyes Up Mindset. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. We got John Shirky and Jamie Wagner with us today. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. I got to be on their show um, a little while back, not that long ago. So returning the favor, I appreciate you guys coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, man. It was, uh, it was a blessing for you to be on ours and, and whatever we can do to return the favor. It's, uh, it's a gift, man. So Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, well, let's, let's start it off. The question I like to ask first is championship leadership is the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you guys when you hear championship leadership? What does that mean to you? See, I, I, I was listening to your pod, some of your old podcasts and I knew this question was coming. Yeah. And which was good for me because I'm, I mean, if you know anything about the two of us, Jamie is more of the outspoken, uh, just talks on the fly. I am yeah. much more a processor. So I was, I was grateful that I looked ahead, but so, you know what? I mean, that's such a cool question. I think for me, it's figuring out what you stand for you know, your, your values, your integrity, and then, and then building a life around whether it's your work or your relationships or whatever it is that you're doing around those things. 
and, and then helping others to do the same, you know, and figuring out what matters to them and being a good listener and, and putting them in a position to, to grow and be successful. Yeah. So I, uh, I used to teach a leadership class. I was a teacher for a long time. And, and one of the things that I talked about with leadership was influence, right? And leadership is about influence. I don't care who you are, you have influence over someone. And so from that, I, I took this idea of, we looked at kids that maybe didn't think that they were leaders and we brought them into this leadership group and we said, you have influence. And I, want, I anybody that's listening, like every person in the world has influence over someone. And so leadership is not this title. It's not this thing. It's about who can you influence? And then, you know, John, John hit on it a little bit, but one of the things we talk about all the time in that class is, is where do you stand and who are you, right? Let's, let's make our goals about who we want to become rather than the things that we want to do and what our identity is. And I think championship leaders have a, have a founded identity in what their influence is. I know how I influence and where I influence. And so to me, championship leadership is having this firm foundational identity and then leading from that. And John talked about its values, its integrity, it's some of those things, but it's, it's about understanding your influence and then understanding where and how you influence most significantly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And I always love the, you know, the different definitions that I get for this of from, from all the different guests that I've had always, of course, a lot of similarities, but it's, it's, it's fun to hear the different interpretations for each person on what championship leadership is. Um, well, let's t- talk to us a little bit about uh, you guys and, in the path and how you guys have crossed and what you guys are up to and what you're doing with the eyes up uh, mindset. And uh, yeah, just get, you know, kind of get us up to speed of where you're at currently today and, and uh, how you got on that path. Yeah. So I had a friend of mine who, um, who kind of just reached out and said, Hey, I know that you're into this stuff. You, you read a lot and you're, you're engaged in this process. And they went through, um, another mindset company in their wrestling program. And he's like, I don't really know what I'm doing as far as a cross country coach. Right. And he's a, he's a runner and he enjoyed that stuff, but he's like, I need some guidance. Right. And so he brought me in and I, and I spoke with his team just as I would have spoke to my team, you know, and kind of prepared something for him. And he's like, man, that was exactly what we needed. You should think about doing this. And John and I, um, our longtime friends, he was the best man at my wedding. Uh, he was a college roommate. I, I couch crashed with him and his wife at different times, multiple times, twice, <laughs> two different, two different times. times. Yeah. So I lived with them kind of in their early marriage and, and we had so many amazing conversations about, you know, being coaches and being leaders and being people that had an opportunity to influence others. And then how do we want to do that? And John has a background in mental health. And as this mindset thing came to me and kind of came on the plate. I I just went to him and I said, I think this is something we can do together. You know, we've talked forever about, can we coach together? Can we be on the same staff? You know, like I thought about moving out to Colorado and, you know, my wife and I entertained that so I could go be on his staff when he's the head football coach. And, and ultimately over time, we kind of came to, it's not about coaching football. It's not about coaching period. It's about all this other stuff that we learned along the way. And it just matters so much more to us. And so when I, when I asked him, he was a little bit like, Hey, I have this practice and I'm not in right now, you know, but after about three or four months, he gives me a call and he's like, Hey, I know that 
this is the thing we need to be doing. So let's do it. And, and that's kind of how it started. And then we've had this kind of wild journey for the last year and a half that maybe John can elaborate a little bit more on. Cause after he came on things, things started to move a little bit. So. Well, and I think Jamie, you touched on a lot of things there, but even to go back further, you said, you know, we, we'd always talked about how are we going to do something together? You know, we kind of, we may not have even uh, known each other if it weren't for, you know, we played football together, but one of my roommates traveled abroad. Jamie moved into our room. We had six other guys or five other guys. We get this guy who transfers in from a different school. We don't know anything about him. And all of a sudden he's just in our room, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and from there, you know, we connected over, believe it or not, the game of Tetris, which if hopefully people remember what that is, cause yeah, oh, it's yeah. incredible. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> but you know what, but it, it, it started that, that way, you know, as, as an in and we played football, but then it really turned into like, like he said, what matters, you know, and, and we've had this lifelong friendship since then and realized that it was way bigger than that. And there was a plan for us. You know, I, I really do believe that it was a God thing that Jamie came to Bethel and it showed up in my room. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, what I'm going to show you more Pete, more connectivity. And we're very different people, but um, we both have a passion for helping people grow and, and be the best versions of themselves and, and realize that, you know, we were running, we were running similar races. So let's try to do it together because we can be better together than we are apart. So, yeah. Well, so yeah, maybe talk a little bit more about what it is, what is it that you guys are doing? So on, on one end of this, we, we consult teams, businesses, we work with people on changing the way that you think in order to change the way that you behave, right? We believe kind of in cognitive behavioral therapy as, as a foundation, right? Thoughts beget feelings, beget actions, right? And so when we start, when we take control of our thought process, we then become in more control of our responses to those thoughts and then our actions as a, as a response to those feelings or emotions that we're feeling. And so we try to go to the, to the first layer and, and we do that through a bunch of different processes. Um, mostly it's, it's founded on a lot of research that, you know, from a lot of different areas. So some of it's like behavioral economics from like Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky, the, the thinking fast and slow stuff. And some of it is, you know, the Brene Brown vulnerability and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately we, we want to talk to people about where do your thoughts take you and how does it impact your behavior? And so we, you know, on the front end, that's the baseline of what we do. But then we, you know, we work with teams and we work with individuals. And then John kind of had this idea, like, let's, let's have a podcast. Let's work on developing some online curriculum and material. And, and so we're, we're kind of in that fight right now as to how to, how to grow in a different way than just being in person and consulting. Okay. Jamie, Jamie, I love where your brain goes. It always goes to like the really cool stuff that we do and why, why we do it. And, you know, one of the things what my brain went to, like, what is it that you're doing? Right. Yeah. So, and I don't know if that was the question or not, Nate, but like for me, you know, I was thinking, well, so we, we do work with teams individually. So we have a team and we say, Hey, we're going to build a plan for you for your season or your off season. And we're going to do some in-person stuff. We do some videos and then we have a curriculum of mental skills, leadership development type stuff that okay. we kind of work with the coach to facilitate and mentor because 
not only is it us helping grow athletes, but it's also helping give the tools to the coaches or the business leaders. Um, we do some businesses as well, but, and then on an individual basis, which is where my real passion and heart is, is sitting down with somebody individually and saying, how can we help you get better? You know, what's getting in the way? How can we help remove those barriers? So kind of that individual, the therapist in me sitting down and doing some individual stuff. So do a combination of speaking and kind of large group, multi-engagement multi type sessions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I love it. Yeah. Both great answers. So it's fun <laughs> to see the, the the dynamic between the both of you guys. Uh, that's and why that, you guys work together so good as a team, I'm, I'm sure. So, And that's the truth, man. I'm a teacher and a coach, right? So I'm comfortable in the group setting and like teaching, right? That's who I am to my toes. I'm a teacher and I had a coach in college say, teaching is coaching and coaching is teaching. Leading is teaching, right? Leading yeah. is clarity. And teaching with clarity. And then John has this amazing ability to listen and be thoughtful and clear about how do we, what is the barrier, right? He listens and like has this skill set that is, I mean, honestly, it's foreign to me, you know, yeah. and for us to kind of interweave those two things is, is incredible. And I think it's a gift that, you know, we were, we were brought together to do this thing. So yeah, it's, it is certainly a partnership. No question. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who are some of the, leaders and coaches, mentors that you guys have had that have impacted you guys. Um, and always more so just like, you know, what is it about them? What are some of the characteristics that really stood out to you that maybe you've taken to help mold who you guys are as leaders and coaches? Boy, that's a big question. Um, the, the one that comes to my brain immediately, you know, I, I have my dad certainly is a, is an incredible leader in my life, you know, had a lot of personal struggles, demons, things that he was going through, when I was really young um, and, and kind of through his faith and, and his community built himself uh, into a different person, you know, almost overnight, kind of cold Turkey. I'm going to change this because my family means this much to me. So like that part of me, certainly um, I'm incredibly grateful for And then the other person is our head football coach. And I, if Jamie doesn't talk about him, I'm going to probably punch him, but um, <laughs> no, but like, you know, he, he's a dude and, and he talks about, you know, so we played football at Bethel university, which is in St. Paul, um, the division three school. And we were really competitive. We were really good on the national stage as, as a D three school. And our coach, if you came from the outside and you didn't know him, you're like, who is this 45 year old teenager that's supposedly in charge of this thing? Cause yeah. he's the goofiest. I mean, he's always joking around. He's always, playing and and he said he would say he like i have the greatest job in the world i just get to be with 18 to 21 year olds and be you know having a great time doing what we're doing being present right now and and i think he just embodied that live a life of joy give to others pour into people serve and 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 so that to me is just like man i want to give that to other people like how can we be better because of that so yeah, you talked about him. So <laughs> there, there's no question that he and I like I coached on that staff also um, okay. for a year and a half or so, and he and the other men on that staff just poured into all of us in such an incredible way. And you know, John talks about the joy and the passion that he was able to provide, but it was about building community. You know, and, and to me, and I think you know, having listened to your pod and having you been on ours, 
Like that's what this is about too. This is about a community of leaders that can grow together. And to me, that's it. That's the call, right? That's the call on all of us as leaders, as, as individuals that walk in to say, I want to help develop other people is what is the community we're trying to build? And I came from a small town in Southern Minnesota where, where football was a big deal, you know, and our, our head football coach had the same sort of joyful, everybody wanted to be a part of it thing. And it was that leadership that it's about community. And I want to do it for the guy right next to me. And it really, it, like, you know, I coach Jimmy Miller was another guy at, at Bethel that was a defensive coordinator at the time. And he talked all the time about kind of this military band of brothers. We are in this together. Don't let the guy down next to you, right? Do it for them. And when you take that outside of the, the sports context, when you say, okay, my needs are secondary right now and the people around me are primary, leadership can't help but follow that. Get small and pick people up and lift people up. Uh, that would, you know, those two guys specifically, Steve Johnson, Jimmy Miller, but then, you know, uh, you know, my head football coach and Nicolette, Tom Murphy, and just like men that poured into us as boys that turned us into men. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys for sharing that. Appreciate it. Um, what's, what's the vision, uh, the vision, the impact that you guys want to make, um, in, with what you're doing, uh, together, eyes up mindset, you know, I think championship leaders have great vision for sure, but also this, uh, courage to take action on it. So clearly you guys are doing that. What's what next, you know, even just short term, five years from now down the road, what kind of vision impact do you guys have? I mean, that's, that's where we're fighting right now. We're, we're in the take action stage of this thing. When, when COVID hit and we didn't have really a sense of how do we get in front of groups still, right? Cause that was the business model at the time is like, how do we, how do we still impact these teams that aren't having seasons? How do we still impact these businesses that can't be in a, in a group of 30, you know, that are trying to do it together because communities are thing. And so um, so we, we pivoted a little bit and we said, let's do the podcast. And that's been an unbelievable growth opportunity. And it was a, there's a ton of fear in it, right? There's a ton of fear yeah. in saying, how do we do this thing? Cause I have no clue, right? We don't know <laughs> that we don't know people, right? I mean, we have people, we have awesome people in our lives, but like, we, we don't know who to have on. We don't know, sure. you know, and then right now, John's kind of working through some curriculum stuff that maybe he can talk about, um, on that mental skill development side where we're trying to create options where it's one-off, you know, Hey, you can come and engage with us and we can help you in a large group setting, a small group setting or an individual setting, but also maybe you just want to do it on your own and lead yourself. And so John. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie. Uh, No, like he said, we're working on a curriculum, which obviously we're, we're hoping that reaches whoever is looking for, whether it's parents of athletes or performers in some way um, for their kids, but also for themselves. You know, I, I just signed up for one, you know, we do this for a living and I just signed up for one that I'm learning from right now. And so I think it's about how do we connect with people to make meaningful change in their lives? Uh, to, To us, it's not about the numbers necessarily, but one of the things that we both share in common is we're from small communities And one of the driving forces for us is how do we help small communities, but all communities rally around a similar cause. And so I think when you say five years out, I think as some of the, some of the programs and the businesses that we've worked with in, in some of these communities, it's like, Oh, 
we're starting to see some movement in some of these places. Yeah. But there's, there's still other parts of it that aren't buying in or they, they don't know yet that they, um, what they could accomplish if they, they do some of these things. And so for me, it would be like looking back and saying, or looking to the future and saying, Hey, there's multiple different communities that we started something in and there's still movement toward how do we grow one another? How do we get better? And through the mental side of things, but also just connection with each other. And cause I think that's something just societally we're struggling with, you know, staying connected in meaningful ways and, and really growing each other and I, you know, kind of getting better together. When I think like, John, you spoke to it when you talked about how we kind of met, like we didn't know each other. We played on different sides of the ball. I moved in at the semester. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but it was this silly thing that brought us together and it was the willingness to go deep that has kept us together. Right. It's the willingness to be vulnerable and to say this thing I struggle with, you know, we have similar backgrounds in a few areas and we have completely disparate backgrounds in other areas, but those little things, those moments to say, this was really hard for me. And you go, and you just listening, you know, and for me to have a similar, like, there are so many connections that we just ignore because we're looking for the right one. And I don't, I had, we been looking for the right one. I don't think we'd be friends today, you know? And so. I, <laughs> yeah. I love that. No, that's a, a great point. What's, um, this quite, one of my favorite questions to hear is, uh, you know, what, what's a critical moment for you guys or a turning point? you know, could be different, could be something that you guys went together through together. Um, kind of that fork in the road where obviously you made the decision that you did, which has you where you're at, but you know, had you not, you could be in a very different place in life. I think it's powerful. We've got a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners that listen in and in especially 2020, what's everything that's going on, uncertainty, people finding themselves in those from day to day right now. So uh, it's always powerful to hear others and how they chose and moved and decided in those moments. Is there something that comes to mind for you guys as asset? Yeah. I, I, John is nodding to me because he knows that this is, this was a seminal kind of moment for, for my life. And it was five years ago, 2014, you know, six years ago now, I guess. But, um, I had, I graduated from college in 2007. I went back to get my graduate degree in 2010 and I had just kind of lived in this slow fade to massive student loan debt. Right. And then I didn't pay it, to be honest. Like I, I dealt with not having a real job for a little while. I was graduate assistant. I was coaching college football. You know, I was making like five grand a year plus a stipend, you know, food and books and all this stuff. And having to pay back my loans, I just didn't have the money. And, and like, then the pile got a little bigger and it got a little bigger. And I was like, I don't know how to do this. You know, and I came from a family that, that struggled financially as well. And so I didn't have any resource. I didn't think I had any resources to ask. And, you know, I went and spent like $500 on my, on my family for Christmas, um, in December of 2014. And the next day I got a bunch of notifications that all of that money had bounced, you know, like at all been overdrawn. And I'm like, that's not possible. I'm saving for a ring for my, my girlfriend at the time who's now my wife. I have all this money states. How is that possible? And it turns out that the government can kind of just take it. If you um, (laughs) haven't, have you, if you've been delinquent on a loan for as long as I was, and you know, I, I didn't have a clue what to do. You know, I, I had no idea what to do. And it took me three or four months to kind of get it right. And I read this book called the slight edge by Jeff Olson. 
And he's like, it's just small steps, man. Like take a step today, take a small step today. And, you know, in March of 2015, I, I told my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, like I told her the truth. And I said, I, I'm in a complete mess and I don't know how to do anything about it. You need to help me. Like I, I'm looking for your help. But I, at the time I was completely afraid that she's gonna be like, yeah, we can't do this. Like yeah. we've been dating for six years or whatever. And I'm like, right. yeah, we can't, we can't do this anymore. And it was a big barrier to me even taking this step towards marriage. Cause I'm like, I can't put this debt on somebody else, you know? And, um, she walked through the door with me and, you know, two years later, you know, April 1st of 2017, we paid off our last of everything. It was about a hundred grand in the end. And, uh, you know, on two teacher salaries, but it was about, it was six months of really, really hard of showing up and doing the work every day making a budget, getting it on track. And then it was 18 months of kind of like riding the bike downhill. You know, it it wasn't always like that, but there were little peaks and valleys in there, but it was, it was completely transformational for me because it, it, like that hard bounce off the bottom made me realize like, Hey, I had done all this stuff as an athlete for so long where I took all the little steps, but now I want to do it all in one big swoop, you know, like, and I thought it was going to take five, seven, eight, ten 10 years to do. And it took two because we said, we're going to get serious. And, you know, we did Dave Ramsey and, and some of those things, but it was, it was amazing when you start putting your attention to it, all the things that you can find that help you through it. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I would, you know, five, six years ago, I was, I literally had no money. I asked my mom for a hundred bucks to go on our annual hunting trip where we, you know, we're spending five days in South Dakota. And I, I, you know, I couldn't, John was there. I couldn't tell him at the time, you know, like my best friend in the world. And I couldn't say it, you know, Hey, I'm dealing with this thing. And so, you know, now I talk about it on a podcast. So. Yeah. 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 Thank you. That's powerful. Definitely. Sorry. I'm not laughing. I've just heard that so many times, Jamie, and I know how incredible that has been for you and transformational. It's not funny, but it yeah. is, it is funny because like yeah. that's, it's, it's also that simple, right? Right. It's that simple. Start, start taking steps to, to fix it. But I, you know, for me, I, I, I've, I have two in mind and, and much shorter, but the first one being my freshman year of, of at college, you know, I came in, I was a two sport athlete. I was going to play basketball and football high school. I was a three sport you know, athlete thought I was pretty good, get to college, realize I'm not that good and I'm out of shape, you know, all of those standard things that happen. I'd never been injured, never had any sort of injury, never missed a game. And all of a sudden, you know, three or four games into my freshman year, I break my hand. I have to have surgery. I'm done for the rest of the year. I had no idea what I was going to do. So I'd never dealt with this before. And so what did I do? I, sat on my couch. I played video games. I ate a bunch of pizza. I got even more out of shape, felt worse about myself. I stopped going to practice, you know, which was crazy because I, I was, I had two older brothers that played at the same school. And so I grew up in that culture and they were not, you know, and so some of the coaches there had played with my brothers and, and I remember having a conversation with our defensive line coach at the time. And, and he's just like, what, what is going on, man? And I'm like, well, I think I'm going to quit. I'm not good enough. I, you know, all these excuses. Yeah. And, um, he's like, well, first of all, why haven't you said anything to anyone? Like yeah. you have to make a choice for yourself. Like if you're not going to be here and, and engage in this thing and just feel sorry for yourself, like, okay, like that's up to you. He goes, but come be a part of this thing if you want to, if you want to change it, you know? And so, and then, you know, long story short is 
I, I got back into shape. I realized I couldn't play basketball and then I started focusing on football and, and that, you know, changed my life in terms of my head coach and, and the pouring in of those guys and, and kind of why we do what we do now. And then the second one shorter, and, and this is comes out of tragedy. You know, I, I work in mental health and unfortunately part of what I deal with is, is suicide and, and people taking their own lives. And, and I had a girl that I was working with at a residential facility and um, she took her own life. And I remember going into work, you know, getting that call saying, Hey, this, this just happened. And going and trying to figure out how to deal with not only my own emotions, right. But also all these people that now I'm in charge of not only the kids there, but these staff members trying to figure out what in the heck are we supposed to do now? You know, mm -hmm. um, and just realizing that one, you know, I could do that and that I was built to do that because, uh, in terms of my ability to kind of manage myself and, and be there for other people and, and give them the tools and the skills they needed at that point and, and to, to just deal with tough stuff and, and carry it. And now that comes with the other side of it where I don't always take care of myself, right? Because I'm trying to be everything for everybody else and, and carry all their weight. Uh, so that's, that's kind of my, still my journey, but those are the two that stand out for me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Powerful. And I appreciate you being willing to share uh, all of those stories. We all, you know, that's again, kind of coming to this and what you guys do, you realize that uh, we all have stories, right? We all have like, none of us are perfect. None of us have had, uh, you know, we've all run into different trials and tribulations. And I think there's also power in that for a lot of people to know that, Hey, all right, it's just not me. Other people have been here. You know, we can do this simple steps, like you said, but again, going back to what you talked about, just like the thoughts can become real and very strong too. And it's even for someone like myself that knows that, and that I coach and tell other people that uh, I experienced some of that myself too, from time to time of the thoughts can get strong for me and it's crippling. It is. From no time question. To time. We, we battle that too. We talk about it. I mean, I'm so grateful to have a partner in this because you know, and I talk to my wife all the time about this stuff. And I know John talks to his wife in the same way and having somebody to walk alongside you. Right. And I think coach Miller, who I talked about earlier, he used to say, you need to have a mentor, you need to have peers and you need to have somebody that you're mentoring. So you need to teach, you need to be taught and you need to go through it together. And so to say this, like to have a peer alongside of me doing this is crucial, you know, and for any of the leaders that are out there trying to carry that burden yourself, like it's almost too much, right? Yeah. It, it's almost too much. You're going to be alone sometimes. That's part of the burden of leadership is you're going to be set aside and set apart. But then go and find mentors, find people who you can walk with that are on the same journey because uh, we struggle all the time and we call each other, you know, 2.30 yeah. in the afternoon on a Thursday and we talk for an hour and a half and we say, hey man, this is what I'm struggling with and I need you to help me. And we don't say it in those words, but that's what it comes out to, right? You know, I'm yeah. glad we had this conversation because I'm looking in the mirror and I'm saying, I'm not doing my job right now. Yeah. So hold yeah. me accountable. And I, I think Nate, the, the point you made about, we all have stories, we all have stuff, right. Brings me back to another one of my mentors and it was my boss. Um, actually at that time that I talked about that I was dealing with that girl taking her life and, and he said, you know what, you're special. You're not that different. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're special. Your stuff is unique. Your yeah. walk is your walk right now, yeah. but you're not that different. Everybody has to deal with stuff. And, 
And as a therapist, I tell people, my clients that all the time, look, you are dealing with this right now. Think of it as a spectrum. You're maybe on this side of it and you don't have the tools that you need right now, but we can get you to the other side, but you're not going to ever be out of it. Right. It's this thing that is life is going to keep coming at you and you got to figure out, okay, from day to day, sometimes how do I get through this thing? And what are the, what are the resources and the people in my life that can help me do that? Yeah, that's true. You know, I've, uh, I've had that thought and I've said something very similar to that as well. And man, so true. And it's powerful if you can hear that for, for what you're saying, like you said. So, um, I appreciate you guys being here and, uh, the time today, uh, one last question before we really start to wrap this up is, uh, you know, if there were one, there's one or two things that you could you know, give to us that if the listeners were to implement today, it would help move their life forward today. What would that be? To me, it's take a step, man. Like just get yeah. on to something, right? We, we are paralyzed by inaction, right? That we, we say we're going to do something and then we don't do it. We don't move free. We don't get there. And so it's fearful. It's huge. Sometimes it's, it's scary, but a lot of the times that's just a series of thoughts and the story we're telling ourselves. Yeah. Because when we get, like when we took the step to, to start the podcast, we were, I mean, we wanted it to be perfect. We wanted every single thing about it to be under control and dealt yeah. with. And it made it challenging. It made it much, much harder, actually. Now that we're on the path, we know some of the, the tools and the tricks and the secrets. And there are none, by the way. But like... <laughs> <laughs> once, once you know that, Hey, there aren't any secrets, it's just you being you and doing the thing. It's way easier to just be free, you know? And, um, you know, one of my favorite verses is Galatians five, one is for freedom that Christ set us free. Like be free. Like we have this freedom, like do the thing, right? Do the thing and act and take purpose today because there's not another today. So just yeah. do the thing, you know? I think, you know, for me, it would be, understand that whatever thought you're having about what other people see you as or what they think about you, just know that other people are more worried about what's going on in their own life and in their own head and in their own situation. That's something that I deal with all the time where it's like, well, what, what does this person think about me? Like, Mm -hmm. do I fit into this situation? You know, I'm, I'm a big dude spatially. I'm always worried about like, am I standing out? Am I in the way? But emotionally and, and, and just in my relationships, I feel that way too. It's like, don't be in the way, don't stand out, right? Worrying about what other people think. And that holds me back because I don't act. I don't take the steps then because I'm worried about, well, what does Jamie think of me saying this? Mm-hmm. And the reality is, and this is something I have to remind myself every day is like, other people are more worried about what's going on in their own head than yeah. anything that you have going on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so true. Um, I appreciate you guys today. Uh, this has been fun. What's, uh, what are a few ways that everybody can find out more about you and your podcast and everything that you got going on? So the <laughs> podcast is Eyes Up Mindset. You should be able to find us wherever you listen or stream podcasts if you're a podcaster. Uh, we have a website, eyesupmindset.com. We're really pretty simple in terms of that. If you are on social media and you want to check us out there, all eyes up mindset. And so check us out, reach out. Um, let us know if there's something that we can do for you guys. You know, if you're an individual or a business or a team that you're looking for 
you know, taking your performance to the next level or just figuring out how do we get a little bit better. Um, certainly just love to talk about it and, and help you figure it out. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, of course, we'll get all that linked up for everybody so that they can find that easily. But appreciate you guys, John and Jamie. Thank you so much for being here today. It's, it's been a, a pleasure. So have a great day. Pleasure's ours, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Nate. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, baby. Tip.